Gotham TV Podcast, Episode 49, Gotham Season 2 Preview and the Set Visit by Gotham Addicts. Hey, this is Andrew Stewart-Jones. I play Christmas Allen on Gotham, and you are listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Victoria Cartagena. I play Renee Montoya on Gotham, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. How would Alfred deal with these two visitors to Gotham from Ireland? Well, I mean, first of all, how did you get to the ball? And, uh, and secondly, I, I'd grasp you firmly by the elbow, and I'd walk you very smartly to the gates, and I might even show you my commando knife. Uh, <laughs> You could set the dogs on us as well. Yeah, well, no, I don't need dogs, mate. Welcome back, Gothamites. Welcome back, detectives. This is the return of Gotham TV Podcast. This is our episode 49, where we're going to look at Gotham's season two and the preview, all the little snippets that have been coming out over the course of the last two to three months from Fox and from San Diego Comic-Con and everything in between. And we'll also be looking at the set visit by Gotham Addicts, who are lucky enough to go on set of Gotham for and during the filming of Season 2, which was excellent. I am, as always, one of your hosts, John. And I'm Derek, your other host. Welcome back, Gothamites. Really good to be back with uh, with you guys after... uh... A bit of a break for us during the summertime. Um, we went off and did a few other podcasts at the time. Uh, John, you were talking about Hannibal on TV Podcast Industries, which is available on tvpodcastindustries.com. And we've been also talking about our other sister series, which is uh, the Marvel series on Netflix, uh, which included Daredevil and also Agent Carter. So we've, while we haven't been on Gotham, we've been talking about tons of other TV shows. Yeah, we came back briefly for a little snippet of the San Diego Comic-Con, a little preview of the, the Gotham panel that was held there, which was awesome, mm-hmm. um, was interrupted rudely by someone who could or could not be the Joker. That's right. Uh, Jerome, yes. I think Jim had his, uh, he had his work cut out to keep the peace there in that panel. But um, we're back and we're looking forward to the new season, season two of Gotham. But remember, as always, for this forthcoming season and everything um, that we do around it on the Gotham TV podcast, you can find us at www.gothamtvpodcast.com forward slash iTunes. And you can also search Gotham TV podcast on any good podcast catcher such as Beyond Pod, Player FM, Podcast Addict or Stitcher. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We'll have all of our episodes coming out, coming out uh, each week, obviously. Um, and if you want to send us any kind of feedback about the episodes as they come up or anything about the podcast, any questions that you have for us, please send them to feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com. Yeah, any thoughts on this upcoming season of Gotham would be uh, very welcome, of course. And we are active, as always, on Twitter. Our Twitter handle being at Gotham TV Podcast. And finally, you can also find us on Facebook at Gotham TV Podcast. Just make sure you search for our group on there. Um, always some good discussions on there, and we usually post our news, that kind of stuff, up on that uh, up on that section of the site. So uh, follow us on Facebook. Yeah, any social media handle yeah. you can think of, we may be there. We are around, <laughs> definitely. Um, so, John, I think it's time to get into the news of Season 2 and a bit of a discussion about what's coming up. 
Yeah, I think kicking off on these things, we definitely know that in the US, season two is going to kick off on the 21st of September. That's right. In Ireland and the UK, we're hoping it's going to be, again, maybe two, maybe three weeks um, after the the US release date for Gotham. But hopefully, unlike last year, it will be a bit closer to the US release dates. So that will be awesome. Yeah, it might be a week or two behind the US, but we have definitely got confirmation that Channel 5 will be showing uh, Gotham in the UK again this year, much like they did last year, which was great. Um, the show has is going to be split into two parts in the US, which was one of the big challenges for uh, a UK broadcaster showing it over here because they wanted to keep all the episodes together. Um, whereas this time, because it's going to be shown in two individual parts with very, very small number of breaks, apparently, according to uh, to some reports that we've heard, um, it should run in one one sequ- sequential order in the UK and in the US, so that's that's really good. With a little break over the Christmas period, essentially. Yeah, back to back episodes, um, with none of this a break here, a break there, and then back in for two episodes. There a break, there a break, everywhere, everywhere break, a break, 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 break. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, and of course, this year the the big theme is rise of the villains. Mm-hmm. So last year we had the rise of the penguin, right. um, and of course associated little baddies around the size as well, in particular. Uh, Edward Nigma oh, and that yes. final great scene at the end of season one where he's beginning to have his schizophrenic attack mm-hmm. but um, we are definitely in for villains, villains and more villains it oh, would definitely. seem. Yeah we've been doing our countdown to season two coming up on uh, on Twitter uh, essentially putting up images each, each day of characters from season one Obviously, you can find that at Gotham TV Podcast on Twitter. Uh, really good countdown because it's actually refreshed a lot of my memories from the show all the way back to episode one of the series. But the amount of villains that were in season one seems to be probably doubling for season two, it seems. There's, there's a lot of new characters coming in for season two. Yeah, it looks certainly from some of the little clips that we've seen that... Arkham will be a bit more active in in this season, mm-hmm. at least initially. Um, whether they will stay in and around Arkham, we don't know. But certainly, we've seen a few recognisable people there Definitely. in in Arkham, uh, you know, playing out their their punishment um, at, at the institute because they've gone quite frankly bananas. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course. I suppose with that, it is about who's returning, who isn't, and who is new to to Gotham of this season. And so, at least in terms of who's returning from season one, we have seen Richard Sionis. That's right. And we have the Black Mask. We've seen Jerome, Mm -hmm. or is it the Joker? And of course... um, Jim Gordon's love of his previous life, (laughs) Barbara Keane, who killed her parents... Uh, got mixed up with the ogre, mm-hmm. and has obviously found a way to to Arkham. So we're certainly seeing them back. Obviously, we kind of always thought Barbara would be back, but we see Jerome and we see um, Sionis. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it, to see Sionis back? I didn't actually expect him, of, of all the characters. Um, but yeah, Barbara find, finds her way to Arkham. Um, probably not the best idea to attack Leslie Tompkins uh, in in her home. Uh, but it was a good, funny it was scene. A good, a good, fun fight, really, wasn't it? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that'll definitely get you sent down to Arkham, definitely. Um, but yeah, the Rise of the Villains, is, as, as, as John said, is the theme of the series. It does seem like they're all ganging up together. Um, it certainly does. It looks like a slight breakout from Arkham as well, which mm-hmm. I think will be um, second one in 
two seasons. Yeah. The Electrocutioner got a lot of uh, Arkham inmates out, or at least caused chaos within yes. the building in season yeah. one. And now it would seem that uh, in addition to these returning um, characters that we've seen in Arkham, there are a few new characters that seem to be uh, wanting to cause a bit of chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, it's James Frain and Jessica Lucas, who play uh, brother and sister, two siblings, Theo and Tabitha Galavan. That's right, yeah, yeah. Um, Tabitha Galavan is also known as Tigress in this series. Um, yeah, and James Frain's character of Theo Galavan. You may remember James Frain from Agent Carter and from True Blood. He played a big part in there. In Agent Carter, he didn't have a voice. Um, he wasn't able to speak, unfortunately. He was the quiet man. Uh, yeah, but we've seen a couple of trailers with, with James Frain uh, as Theo Galavan. And he does seem to be this kind of rich industrialist coming into Gotham. Um, seems to be a really commanding kind of presence and getting all the, vil- the villains together under his wing. Uh, what we have seen of Jessica Lucas is very cool, very sexy, uh, whip in hand as her weapon uh, of choice, essentially. And she does seem to be involved in this breakout of Arkham. So, yeah, really looking forward to seeing these two characters. Yeah, it seems if you're rich and loaded in Gotham, you're either on the side of good or you're on the side of bad. Uh, you have Bruce, obviously. But mm-hmm. then um, the ogre was from a rich family and wanted to cause absolute chaos and quite frankly, murder. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, Doesn't everybody. But we have these two, and then we also have, um, in addition to uh, those new characters, we've got a huge um, actor who played quite literally one of the hugest things in the comic book uh, canon in Michael Chiklis, who was The Thing. And he's coming in to play a Captain Nathaniel Barnes. One of the interesting things on this for me is whether Captain Essen is around. Has something happened to her? Is he replacing her? Is he working with her? Um, Because Jim had a great relationship with Captain Essen, I thought, um, in season one. And now we see... Michael Chiklis as Captain Nathaniel Barnes. The promotional uh, images of him really seem to be standing quite um, proud and up front looking across the precinct with Harvey and Jim in the background. It looks like he's surveying everything that he is the manager of, his commands. Um, So it'll be interesting to see uh, quite what's happened in the GCPD as well because a fair few things have happened. We unfortunately are not having the members of the MCU back in the form of detectives Christmas Allen and Rennie Montoya, which is a really um, sad thing for us. We would have loved to have seen them come back again as season regulars, but they're not. Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, that does mean we will be changing our intro for Gotham TV podcast from next week. So we will be retiring. Uh, Victoria Cartagena and uh, Andrew Stewart-Jones' intro, unfortunately. So uh, thank them so much for the last uh, 30-odd episodes of that intro. It was really nice of them to record that for us. Yeah, really uh, we nice. Will, we will miss them. Hopefully, uh, the, the the writers, they haven't been killed off or anything, so hopefully the writers might might think about bringing them back. But we do know they're not, they're not contracted for season two at all. So that is a bit of sad news. That is, and, and fingers crossed for season three in my eyes. I'm mm-hmm. always the optimist. I'd love to see them back. Um, but Harvey is there. Mm-hmm. Jim is there. Um, and it would be interesting to see um, how 
Enigma uh, develops with his schizophrenic um, bad guy on his shoulder in terms of the, the Riddler or the Riddle Man, That's how right. he will develop within the precinct at the GCPD as, as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I get the feeling that Captain Barnes has been brought in to kind of clean up the GCPD a bit. We did see what that was the other big thing that we saw in the first season of Gotham uh, was the amount of crooked cops that were there. Um, so hopefully this is a character that's on Jim's side now. He's had a lot of battles with uh, Commissioner Loeb, obviously, for his attitude. Had a lot of battles with uh, other members of the GCPD throughout, all the way through, really, season one. Um, so hopefully we'll see some some more people backing him uh, and more people on his side, including Captain Barnes. Absolutely. I'm really looking forward to see how Jim interacts with... Uh Captain Barnes. I really want to see how him and Harvey Bullock's uh, partnership carries on and goes. Is this going to, you know, it kind of ended on a high after having a lot of suspicion at the start. Mm. You know, is this going to kind of descend back into a bit of turmoil for the two or will it continue on on a good, solid footing? I really want to see how Jim um, deals with Barbara being locked up behind prison. Um, You know, it was his fiance uh, previous love of his life and that hopefully has got some resonance there with him in in season two so i'm really looking forward to that yeah um, as well and indeed just quickly going back to seeing uh, jerome and sionis in in arkham um i'd love to see the development of jerome you know he's brought in great fanfare yeah. is he the joker isn't he there was that laugh there was that ginger hair there was that kind of very pale complexion will he Continue to be just Jerome, a crazy Jerome that feeds into what we think the Joker should be, or will he turn out to be uh, the Joker? And will we get to see another Red Hood? Remember, the Red Hood was picked up. This would hopefully feed into that mythology of the Joker's origins as well. Mm. So really looking forward to seeing how how all those kind of uh, develop. And indeed... Obviously, Robin Lord Taylor, as one of the big breakout stars of season one, will be back as Oswald Cobblebot. I really can't wait to see him um, and how he deals with being the King of Gotham. Oh, definitely, definitely. We're definitely seeing some major differences between season one and season two and the fact that we've lost most of the mob bosses that we had in season one. We've lost uh, Moroni, we've lost Falcone, and we did lose Fish Mooney at the end of season uh, season one as Butch Gilzine shot her, and then um, the Penguin essentially took over Gotham by throwing her over the over the balcony uh, and took on the role of King of Gotham. So I'm really interested to see, will Butch be working with him? Will Victor Zaz be working with him as well in Season 2? Uh, be quite interesting. What's, what's going to happen with Victor Zaz since he wasn't able to save his boss from all the attacks? Will he stay in Gotham and will he work with uh, the other team, essentially? So... I mean, that's the thing. I think the villains that we'll see in season two will have a slightly more destructive edge to them. Mm. You know, Falcone, Moroni were, in effect, businessmen trying to keep the balance and to make sure that the operations of fraud, of money laundering, mm. drug running, trafficking, all those ran smoothly in cahoots with the other pillar, the, you know, law and order. And that kind of relationship that was kind of proposed in in season one. This season, my understanding from what I've seen so far is that our villains will come um, a few knives and forks short of a full picnic basket. (laughs) We will start to travel down the more disturbing, um, more unhinged uh, members that we kind of caught a glimpse of 
with Jerome, with even Oswald, mm-hmm. um, that we start to move down this more chaotic uh, road of, of of villainy and of and criminals. Yeah, and definitely with Nigma, I loved that final scene. I think I've watched that episode a couple of times now since uh, since it finished because it's been on Netflix um, the full season. So I've watched the final episode a couple of times. I love that scene, the final scene of the transition, I suppose, or the. Uh, the Riddler talking to Nigma, uh, I think it's fantastic, and I, th- I believe we're going to get a bit of that next season. Uh, one other b- a bit of news to talk about before we go into the rest of the new cast that have joined. Uh, one of the pieces that we have been hearing is that there is going to be a bit of a change to season two, where all of the episodes are going to be very much, much more closely connected in season two than they were in season one. Uh, one of the elements that we did talk about, particularly early on in the season, uh, was when there were standalone episodes that we kind of wanted them to feed more into the next episodes. We did see arcs towards the end, like the Scarecrow arc and uh, like the Ogre arc in the show, yeah. where they stretched across two, three, four episodes. And that seems to be the tone they're going for for the second season, which I, for one, am delighted about. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think the fact that they know that they've got 22 episodes this season. Mm-hmm. You know, last season it started off with 13 episodes Um scheduled Mm -hmm. then it moved to 16 and then they got an additional order for a full 22 episode season for season one that's right and of course i suppose that uncertainty is always going to make things difficult for people um writing whereas this season from the the start it has been 22 episode season two the writers can and will have now the knowledge that they can write arcs for a full 22 episodes if yeah. they want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, for 11 of those 22 episodes, for 5, for 18, whatever it may be, they can allow that um, storyline, those characters to breathe and to, to really give them some time to, to gestate, ferment, uh, and really pack a punch in relation to the legend and the myth and canon of these characters from Gotham. So yeah. really looking forward to see how, how they deal with it. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so on to some of the other characters that are joining uh, for the season. We've got Natalia Allen Lind, uh, who's joining as Silver and Sig Cloud. So this is over to the other side of the House of Gotham. Um, this is going to be a bit of a love interest for our young Bruce Wayne. Um, you know, there is still that little... That little uh, bit between himself and uh, Cameron Beacon Dover, Selena Kyle. Um, so there's definitely a connection between those two characters, but uh, we understand that there is going to be some connection with Playboy Bruce Wayne in this season, and that will be that will take the form of Silver St. Cloud, a, a young woman and a new Gothamite, uh, which I think is going to be quite fun to play with. Yeah, but that will be a really interesting thing to see because, again, we finished season one with the fireplace uh, pulling back to expose um, a dark uh, and dangerous-looking corridor Mm -hmm. down through the fireplace with Alfred and and Bruce sort of jaws to the floor uh, as they see this this hidden passageway. Yeah, like most of the audience, really, who all think that it is the Batcave. Yeah, so it's really going to be interesting what happens there. I can't wait to see Bruce and Alfred's relationship develop. I really want to see Alfred more. I mean, I just loved Alfred from the first season. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it was great to speak to when we when we spoke to Sean Percy. Absolutely. Yeah, really, really good used. interview. Um, brings so much to the role. And it'll be great to see another um, contemporary of Bruce in, in the show. To mm-hmm. see him play about with that. Because... 
other than Cameron Beacon Dover, it was primarily adults that he had to deal with. And so yeah. this will be really nice, um, I think. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays. Yeah, yeah. A um, couple more. We've got uh, Leo Fitzpatrick, who you'll definitely know from The Wire. Uh, he's joining the show as Joe Pike. Uh, on The Wire, he played uh, Bub's best friend. Yeah. Um, so he was the uh, quite drug-addled uh, guy that was always hanging around in the streets, uh, pretty homeless guy, I suppose you'd, you'd say. Um, looking forward to seeing him on there. He also was in the movie Kids with Rosario Dawson when he was about 18, uh, 17, 18. Um, really good actor and he's been around for many many years you'll definitely recognise the face um, he's playing as I said Joe Pike uh, one, one half of the Pike brothers um, who seem to be quite instrumental in the creation of another one of the villains that's coming for season 2 yes uh, yeah one of your favourites John Firefly is coming to Gotham season 2 Yes, Firefly will be played by a female character and it's going to be played by Michelle Viontamilla. That's it, Um, So really interesting. There was great, um, in Gotham Central, there was a great little story uh, with Firefly and that's how I first kind of got to know the character. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously in uh, the Gotham uh, Arkham Knight game. So really interesting character to bring and I like that they're making it a female character it yeah. should be really interesting yeah. um, a bit of slash and burn I think um, <laughs> happening in Gotham be good to see how um, this uh, this character is brought into play and of course how Joe Pike um, interacts to create Firefly yeah. so it'll be really interesting yeah yeah, really interesting loads of stuff going on uh, loads of stuff we know so far but with a 22 episode season this could all be taking place over the first two or three episodes really um, we don't know how much how much of this stuff is taking place later on in the season so uh, really really exciting They've also released some of the names of some of the first couple of episodes uh, as we go in. So uh, let's just go through them, John, and see if, they, see if they give us any details of things we could look forward to. Uh, so the first episode, The Return of Gotham, is called Damned If You Do. So that's essentially the kickoff of season two. It's not giving us a huge amount of information. Uh, not going to read out the... Uh, the premise for the for the first episode, just in case there are too many spoilers in there. Um, but in the second episode, we have Knock Knock. The third episode is The Last Laugh, which we believe will be involving Jerome. Yeah. Uh, p- pretty obviously. Uh, the fourth episode, we've got Strike Force. So I wonder if there's going to be a big attack on Arkham there, maybe by, uh, by the GCPD. Absolutely. And the final episode that has a name so far is actually episode six. Episode five isn't named yet, but episode six is called By Fire. So that actually could be where we will see Firefly. Yeah. Yeah. So hold on to your hats and water cannons for episode six. That should be a really good one. I'm looking forward to that character coming on board, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And that episode is directed by TJ Scott, who directed some of my favorite episodes, or our favorite episodes from season one. Uh, And that's the episode that the Gotham Addicts... um, did get to go and see the making of. Yeah, so that's absolutely brilliant that some of our friends, um, Gotham addicts, uh, were lucky enough and honoured enough to go and visit the set of of Gotham whilst um, they were filming, and that was the sixth episode by fire. And we were lucky enough to speak with Candice from Gotham addicts um, about um, their... Visit to the set of Gotham. Yep, and here it comes up now. Okay, Gothamites, welcome back. You have heard myself and John talk about uh, our thoughts on season two, but we are joined by a guest. Uh, Candace from Gotham Addicts is joining us, who was recently on a set visit to Gotham, so she's here to tell us her thoughts. Welcome, Candace. Hi, 
I'm so excited to be here and to talk to you guys again. We had such great uh, conversation last time, and I'm looking forward to this one again. Absolutely. Some of our long-term listeners might uh, recognize Candice. She was on episode 11 of the podcast uh, when we talked about Gothamatics before the show began, <laughs> so a couple of months beforehand. Yeah, it's been over a year. I can't believe how fast it's gone by. Absolutely. It's been a big year for Gothamatics as well. You're up to, what, 9,000 followers 9, on Twitter? 9,000 the other day we hit on Twitter. So that's very exciting. I was, you know, just hoping to get to 9,000 by the... I was hoping actually to get to 8,000 by the season, and then we hit 9,000, so... Hopefully we'll hit 10,000 soon and that'll be, that'll be fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Really great exciting. community of people out there. Yeah, it's a great community. We're trying to, you know, blend a bunch of the communities. There's, you know, each of the characters typically has their, you know, their own fan base. So we just encompass all of it, all the amazing artists, like everything. So we, we're inclusive of all. Yep, and really good community. We've been a, we've been a part of that community since uh, probably June of last year, I think, when you guys started up. So uh, delighted to be part of the community. We love having you too. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's just it's a great fan base and and a very very respectful community of people, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And a ton of admins now and taking care of the, yep. the site for you. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got trivia. We do trivia on Thursdays. You know, we're going to do live tweeting. Uh, depending on how many people are interested, we might do some watch parties, like live watch parties with the group. And, you know, of course, all the segments we like to do. And and just uh, right now we're doing a, a countdown using some of the uh, Gotham art that, mm -hmm. that people have uh, submitted to us. Uh, we had some great fun trying to create a new logo. Uh, tons of submissions and got everybody involved in choosing our new logo for our profile uh, profile pic and I just just love it it's just fun that was fantastic some great artists out there in the, in the Gotham world so many people inspired by the characters and by the overall scenes as well from season one so really enjoyable uh, make sure you follow Gothamatics I will mention it now and uh, make sure you follow them on Twitter at Gothamatics and also on the Facebook page where there's lots of conversation going on and Instagram um, just search Gothamatics and of course Instagram never forget Instagram never forget Instagram <laughs> thank you excellent well, Candace, you actually got to go to New York a couple of weeks ago for some filming on Gotham. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, do you want to kind of set us up uh, for it? Um, you were you flew down to New York for a couple of days, was it? So yeah, I was uh, I was honored and delighted and blessed enough to be uh, allowed to go to the Gotham set for a couple of days, and uh, and to watch watch it all. So I flew from. Uh, Toronto to New York. It was quite a long day. I took a very early flight out of Toronto and, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I know you guys have been to New York, so getting into New York, sometimes it's not that easy. And it was straight from, you know, the Toronto to the, the airport to, to New York and then trying to get to my place and change really fast and get down to the studio <laughs> as fast as I could. Uh, so that I was trying to get there so I could spend as much of the day there as I could. And as it turns out, I was, uh, I, I spent about 14 hours that day on set. Wow. So I just wow. didn't want to leave. I didn't want to miss a single moment of it. And uh, it was incredible. It was great. So I went to the studios and, uh, you know, it's very, very high security trying to get in there because they really, you know, don't let too many people on that set. It's a very closed set. And um, so you have to go in and, you know, you walk into the, the studio where the, you know, where the set where the studios are and there's there's multiple studios it's a big huge building and i remember sitting in the lobby and i was just freaking out it was going to be so exciting to walk onto the set and you know you have to wait for people to come and escort you and it's 
really, really tight security. And so that was like the first, the first impression. Excellent. You, you mentioned there that there's a, there's a, a, quite a large set. What, what, uh, what particular sets are, are within the building that you were in? Studio has, uh, they're, they're big, huge, huge rooms. And, and it's kind of incredible the way that they've got all of the sets built because they're actual big, huge rooms within this big mm-hmm. studio. The Wayne Manor set, they have um, Tom Kinn's house uh you know her her apartment they have the gcpd uh-huh. the gotham police department excellent and they have uh some new ones that you uh that you're not pretty okay. to yet that are spectacular excellent well just for our listeners to, to point this out we're obviously not going to talk spoilers of the episode Correct. that you were down for um but i understand we can say it was episode six which was on fire directed by tj scott one absolutely of our he's a rock star director nicest guy in the world <laughs> uh brilliant director and very very respected on set excellent yeah yeah he's done some great work in season one so did you so where did you start out which which set did you start well out i can't say that one <laughs> <laughs> um but i was told that it was top secret and there was like no pictures allowed <laughs> nothing so um, yeah, I can't talk about that one, but uh, it was pretty amazing to see it in in real life, and uh, they're just so fabulous there. You know, they just were so welcoming. The cast was like, "Oh my God, it's Gotham Addicts!" You know, they were just it was really amazing. <laughs> and uh, TJ was there, and I got to meet the writer. And of course, um, I had been on set before just for a, c- a couple of hours uh, when I was in the premiere. Uh, yeah, at the premiere oh, that's right, in New yeah. York before, so. It was nice to see Chris Knorr, who's the director of photography. Brilliant, brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they set they set me up, and then TJ gave me his chair, and it said director on it, because you know all the chairs have their names on it, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, you know, every single character has his own chair, and the writer has their own chair, and the director. So, so I was honored to sit in the director's chair all day long. And uh, it's really Fantastic. amazing. Sit, the director sits right behind the director of photography and right beside the writer. Mm-hmm. And this, yeah, and the script supervisor. Oh, so it's this little sort of, uh, you know, group of the behind the scenes, you know, uh, runners, because it's really in the filming process. It's the writer, the director, the director of photography and the script supervisor who are really running the show mm-hmm. and then over to the side you have all the cast who are going to be in in that shot or that scene and then you know the rest of the crew that's just running around crazy uh just busy 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 so <laughs> you know it's it's it was wonderful they're very very welcoming cast a very welcoming crew uh, i got to meet the assistant director who is uh tj scott's brother for this episode yeah. Oh, really? His name is Mark, and he was uh, he was T.J. Scott's brother, or he is T.J. Scott's brother, and he was uh, <laughs> assistant directing on this episode. And the writer was Rebecca Cutter, who uh, who's fabulous. And um, we mm-hmm. also had the script supervisor Simone. She's the one that uh, is the attention to detail person. Excellent. So Excellent. Uh, what happens is is these four people together make all the decisions on every single piece of what's going on so there's the actor and then you've got the director who directs them on how to perform Mm -hmm. the director of photography is the one who sets up every single shot 
and and sets sets up the positioning of the cameras and the lighting and the background like it's all his eye that's looking at everything and then of course the writer has written right. the episode so it has to satisfy her and the script supervisor is the person who makes sure that all the lines are set exactly correctly that they have uh that there's uh consistency you know if they turn one way one time they mm -hmm. have to turn the same way on the next take you know, if their right arm's in the of pocket, course, yeah. the right arm has to stay in the pocket. So, you know, between the, the four sort of people, they, you know, really uh, direct what's, how, how the whole scene goes. Right. And it's really good that they have the, the writers on set. It's, it's, it's quite unusual, actually, in, uh, in a lot of Hollywood productions or a lot of uh, TV production that they have the, the writer on set. It's usually a really good sign for the show. It's really amazing because, you know, sometimes... You know, the writer has a vision and she writes the words and the actors, you know, perform the words. Sometimes it, they change a word or two and, um, you know, and sometimes it sounds better. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it, you know, goes goes within the um, writer's wishes and it falls within the realm. But there's always a discussion. Like if it, if it was done by accident, sometimes, you know, they just maybe forget a word and they change a word or the flow they flow and it was something different and so right. you know, the script supervisor will say okay well this is what they were supposed to say and then the director and the writer really discuss you know do you like it or can't go back and do it again or sometimes you know the writer will be like i like that better than what i wrote you know so it, it really is a, a collaborative effort between the director and the writer at that point and the writer you know, gets to veto or approve, you know, everything because it's her, it's her, it was her episode. Excellent. So that's really good. Then they get to take responsibility for the episode and are able to kind of keep a bit of control there. That's brilliant. Uh, one of the things I have seen from some of the set photographs that have been, been released is that the, the kind of detail that's on set that you don't necessarily see on TV. Can you give us a little bit of background on, on the GCPD Absolutely itself? I can give you some background on the GCPD. I, um, I've got a few photos that I, I am not releasing uh, yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> because it's very, it's very, uh, they're very strict on what can be released from, from the set and stuff like that. But I walked into that room and was completely in awe. That room is spectacular. There's no other word besides spectacular. Yeah. And the more you, you look around it and the more time you spend in it, the more you recognize how incredibly incredible the set directors are the set decorators are and the set designers are because mm -hmm. every single thing in that room is something that would be in the gcpd whether it's a piece of paper on the table right. whether it's um a piece of paper in a get glass case on the wall whether it's a a business card everything is real right like on um bullock's desk there's a there's a business card mm -hmm. taped to Bullock's desk, and it's his wife's business card. It says Alex, Alex I think it's Allison Bullock. And yeah, like every oh, wow. single thing, every single file folder is actually stamped with Gotham PD. All of the boxes are filled in. You know, all the boxes with files are like filled in with the files and the names. It's 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 incredible. The it's, Absolutely, it's sounds amazing, amazing detail. detail. Photos on the wall, the coffee station, um, yeah, like, like the, even even down to you know the ornaments that they would have on their desk. 
is all them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's everything they would have on their desk. It's it's incredible. That scene was yeah. The That's GCPD cool. is like that, and uh, I got to go into Bruce Manor too. And oh yeah, Wayne, yeah, tell yeah, us about Wayne, Wayne, Man- Wayne Manor. Wayne yeah, Manor looks like is amazing gorgeous. Place. The room is gorgeous. The, these rooms are complete full rooms. Like so, there's four walls on them, and you walk into it, and it's just mm-hmm. like you're in the the uh, Wayne Manor living room, obviously. And even wow. the detail, like they have on one of the walls, they have um a bookshelf and it's on a there's a ladder that slides around the bookshelf like the old you know european uh you know libraries and no yeah i don't have one of those though just because i'm european (laughs) but the the ladder like actually moves yeah i mean it's really really, and it's a real couch and it's a real table and all the knickknacks on the tables and on the walls and the paintings and the fireplace and it's all real and it's all spectacular so I can see why you wanted to spend the full 14 hours there anyway. Yeah, and then I was like, I'm coming back in another day, but I just want, I can't, I can't stop, you know, just being excited to be there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. After spending uh, the amount of uh, about 22 episodes watching it on TV, I'm sure it's uh, an amazing experience to be in yeah, those locations yourself. You know, when you walk into GCPD and you just stand in that room, I've got a picture that I really want to uh to, to show you guys soon and it's me standing inside GCPD mm-hmm. and you know it's just it's awe-inspiring it's a huge room and uh you know we got to run around got to run around and I went up to the top behind the clock and up the stairs oh, and yeah. also the lieutenant's office is off of the, the the main part of the room so I got to go and sit right. you know behind the lieutenant's office and look out into GCPD. And with Sarah and with Sarah Aston would be sitting, yeah. Right, exactly. Excellent. Exactly. And just look right out into GCPD. It was just spectacular. Oh, that's fab. It that's really fab. Is. I'd say you were quoting lines in your head the whole time you were there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then TJ locked me and Cameron in the jail. Excellent. <laughs> so that was fun for a while. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, while you're on set, then, Candice, uh, who who of the cast were there while you're there? Well, I don't think I can really say <gasps> okay. who was there, <laughs> um, but I can say that uh, there's a lot of uh, new great cast members. Let's call them whether they're villains or heroes. I don't uh-huh. know. Okay, I'm guessing probably a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some incredible new sets. That uh, that belong to some of these new characters, mm-hmm. and uh, I think you're, I really think there's there's one new set that is is uh, is somewhere where Penguin will be, okay. and uh, it's unbelievable. Well, right. That's all I can really say. I'm not going to tell you what it is, <laughs> but it's really really unbelievable. I'm really looking forward to seeing them now. I must say we're only uh, a couple of weeks out now. Actually, I'm just thinking about it in my head real fast. I know that there's like four brand new sets that you've never seen. Oh, right. That wow. are as spectacular as GCPD and Wayne Manor, yeah. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Really looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Now. You're going to be thrilled. <laughs> and as much, and they put in um, as much attention to detail as those other two rooms, too. So. Brilliant. We will be, uh, we'll be taking the magnifying glass, glasses out to, uh, to fill up our podcast with all the details we can find in there. You, you'll be able <laughs> to find tons. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, Candice, do you want to give us some kind of background on how they filmed the episode? 
overall? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, it was a great learning experience for me. I'm just, you know, a viewer like everybody else, and I Mm -hmm. really haven't been exposed to the way that uh, the whole thing is crafted together, and it's quite amazing. They have, uh, it's like a really well-oiled machine. Yeah. You know, they they have what they call a call sheet, and the call sheet basically, you know, puts everything on paper of, of what's happening, whether it be what time the cast has to be ready, what time they get, you know, picked up, what time lunch is, what time, uh, what kind of shots they're doing, what are they, what are they um, doing read-throughs for the next day, mm-hmm. and uh, how, you know, what props they need, what, uh, what vehicles they're going to need, uh, what do they have to, you know, what's the art department going to, you know, who's going to be there from the art department, the property department, hair, makeup, wow. uh, wardrobe, you know, uh, everything is, it's, it's all listed with who's got to be where, when, and what time. Mm-hmm. Um, it also lays out sort of, you know, the, the, the outlines of the scenes and, um, it's so, it's so organized. It's incredible. So, you know, the actors have to be picked up at a certain time and they have so much time for hair and makeup. And then the, you know, the, the, the setup that they set up the scene, the mm-hmm. lights, the, the, the set decoration. Like, I mean, the, the sets change. I'm not sure if you know this, but some of the sets are used for three different things. Right. right. So for instance, Tompkins apartment changes to penguins, bathroom changes to Cobblepot's apartment. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so depending on who they're filming, where and what, they they have different uh, things to make up the scene. Yeah. And and then obviously there's hair and makeup on set, but they also get ready prior to that. You know, they have, you know, obviously Penguin has huge makeup and yeah. and 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 a lot, a lot more time in makeup than, you know, somebody like Harvey Bullock. Yeah, <laughs> who's you know still has time to make up, but not quite so much time, you know. And uh, and you know, it's it it's just a well-oiled machine. Yeah, it sounds like it works really like a stage play, um, w- with moving sets in and out and uh, and doing different setups like that. That sounds really yeah. interesting. And then you know when they start to film, they film the same scene so many different times mm. because they film it close up and then they film it farther away and then they reverse film it so they film it from the different angle so you have the front and the back of you know like let's say you have a character that's walking into a room right Mm -hmm. so you have to show it them walking into the room from the front then you have to show up a close then you have to film a close-up of them walking into the room yeah and then you have to film them from the outside walking into the room and then you have to film you know, there's a person in the room, so then they walk in and they're, you're, they're talking to a person, and then you have to flip it around and film that person from the front and that person from the back. Aye. It must be so difficult to get all the shots to match up as well. Really, uh, really big process. And that's, that's, you know, that's what happens with the script supervisor is really good at making sure that everything matches every single take, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, so that when they decide to edit it and put it all together, that they can take whichever angle they want, yeah. you know, because that's what the editor does is he just decides which angle they're going to take and which shot they're going to use. And is it going to be a close up? And is it going to be a far away shot? And, you know, is it going to be looking at this person or looking at the back of this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So that's really cool. And then of course we, we all have earphones on, right? Mm-hmm. So you can hear, you can hear the actors speak because when they're filming, you're not typically in the same room with them. You're outside the room watching through the monitors, right? Because 
they're all in closed rooms. So only the actors are in there with the cameras, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's, uh, you know, ding, ding, there's like the bell note and quiet, it's like quiet on the set type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then TJ just yells action like it's real. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone just has to stop and you're scared to breathe and you're scared to to move or to do anything because you don't want to wreck it. Of course, yeah. You, de- you definitely don't want to be the blame. <laughs> then they have people like on the doors, like on the outside doors, even though it's like, you know, really far away, they just do everything to you know, maintain the integrity. And so it's just like everybody just stops and they film the scene and then the the bell goes off, which means that, you know, when he yells, cut! <laughs> and then, then you're allowed to move and breathe again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you imagine being the one that screwed up a scene because you, oh. like, moved and smashed the door or something? Oh, absolutely. That'd be the worst nightmare, really, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, the other thing that, that is completely memorable about, memorable about the visit was the was the food craft services on the set was insane (laughs) it was just crazy so i got there and it was you know um i got there about i guess it must have been 10 Mm a.m and by the time i landed and and got to the set the first day and you walk in and there's like all kinds of you know just the the cereals and the bananas and the fruits and the the coffees and the teas like all the sort of the brunch the the breakfast kind of stuff and then you know, I wasn't there very long, and then they brought out, um, you know, salads and hot dogs and um, chicken fingers, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So I, you know, I had something to eat because I hadn't eaten yet from yeah. this morning. So I'm like, that was really great. So then, and then they filmed some more, and then they're like, okay, let's go to lunch. And I was like, wait, what? Wasn't that that a was hot just dog? brunch. Yeah, that was that was just like a snack. <laughs> like the hot dog and the chicken fingers was lunch. They're like, no. So then we went down down this huge hall to this fantastic dining area that had I mean everything fish and roast beef and all kinds of salads and and you know just a full-on full-on buffet of uh, you know as as incredible as you can imagine it yeah I can imagine with the, with the amount of people that are on set as well and having to work those kind of hours you know as yeah well. probably yeah there's probably a hundred I don't know I, mean, I don't know how many people there are maybe a hundred right right so then you go back to to work and then, you know, an hour later, they had like a smoothie break, <laughs> like, like not a break, like they don't actually break, yeah. but they had a smoothie. So you can, you can run and get a smoothie and they were making them all fresh and, and all with berries and everything. <laughs> and then they bring you dinner. <laughs> See, that's how, that's how you keep a well-hauled machine moving. You just keep feeding them. You just keep feeding them, right. <laughs> and and they just kept bringing them like like all the meals except for lunch are literally brought to the set. Wow! And wow. Uh, fantastic, the food was just great. I'm like, how are you guys not like a hundred thousand pounds? I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> I love and, it. Yeah, I love it. Sounds like it sounds like a brilliant day, really. It was a, it, it was a brilliant day. It was it was just wonderful. It was yeah. really really wonderful. I just felt so welcomed on the set and that everybody was so gracious and so you know supportive of the addicts and Mm -hmm. and and grateful that you know and thankful and and uh you know just really happy to uh to be to be there i mean it's it's just an it's an incredible environment from the lighting guys to the guy who you know has to polish off the table so that the reflection is perfect in the in the shot to the person you know making the lights lighter or darker or I mean, it's just, it's everybody and it's, and everyone is such an important part of, of the show. It's, 
it's 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 just a different perspective. I mean, we only see actors. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so you think that that's all the you know the show, but the the work that's done behind the scenes, I just have an incredibly uh, huge, uh, just more appreciation. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. for for all that goes into doing uh, doing what they do. Yeah, and I suppose it, it does probably help after having a, one season behind them. They've, they've kind of seen the fan reaction and seen we've all seen how well produced the show is and how well put together the show is, and I'm sure they really want to keep that that level up as well. Well, they they do it, and and they don't scrimp on um, anything. Like they, everyone is a consummate professional. Mm-hmm. If it's 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 and it's it's not about perfection. It's about what's great. You yeah. know what I mean? There's there's kind of a difference, right? And they they do what's great, whether it's the the actor, whether it's the lighting has to be right, whether, um, you know, TJ thinks something could be done better. Mm-hmm. Um, the the writer wants to change a word. Um, you know, the script supervisor wants to keep the consistency that didn't. You know, that changes. You know, because one word can change the dynamic of a whole scene yeah absolutely. and you never i didn't really understand that until you know you see it happen mm-hmm. you know and because it's it's it just can really change the dynamic of everything yeah it can just change the whole intention of how of what of how everything's coming across yeah exactly and and so they have to be you know that's why the writer on set uh you know you want to to maintain the intention that that they had when they wrote the, the story yeah yeah absolutely then there's also the um, the effects. Let's mm-hmm. call them. Okay. <laughs> they're so pretty. I don't know how to describe them without describing it, but there's some. Well, it's on fire. Well, the yes, exactly. The name of the episode, right? <laughs> a warm day. A warm day in New York. I yeah. Would say. So it's a really warm day. Uh-huh. But there's you know some pretty fun. Um, uh, let's say special effects. Okay. Or or uh, intense. Uh, actions in in the episode so that was you know that was really fun trying to to see how they take something and and how they make that into a special effect and all the different ways that they shoot it and then what they have to add to it to make it um to make it the image and what they don't have to add right and what's done practically like what's what's done practically correct Mm. you know so what's really in front of you versus what's not in front of you so that was that was really exciting too so yeah, it sounds like you had a fantastic experience, Candace, and, and that's absolutely what any fan would want. Um, I'm sure you're going to be releasing some of those photographs as uh, as that particular episode airs. And if anybody wants to find those, where can they find you? you they can find me on uh, Gotham Addicts on Twitter, Gotham Addicts on IG, and Gotham Addicts on Facebook. Uh, we'd love to have more members in our Facebook group, and and we love doing segments about the about the shows and the, the cast and the everything so you know just it's always a fun time absolutely yeah especially on twitter yeah we've loved it we've absolutely loved it and again live tweeting live tweeting the episodes oh absolutely join us (laughs) and some some fun things up our sleeve i can't reveal quite yet excellent looking forward to candace and thank you so much for joining us really really good to have you again thanks Derek. we will speak again soon i'm sure i hope so Thank you to the Gotham Addicts for chatting to us about their set visit uh, to New York for Gotham uh, and meeting TJ Scott and seeing the the behind-the-scenes workings of the TV show Gotham. That was really nice. Yeah. I hope you enjoy it like we did. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. One of the things we want to just mention again 
is the New York Comic Con panel um, that will be screening on Sunday the 11th of October um, at 1.30pm on the Sunday and we will be lucky enough again to be at New York Comic Con this year um, and hopefully we will be getting into this panel screening yeah. so we can report back to all the Gothamites who listen um, on the, the panel screening. Um, yeah, we, we're going to be queuing hard to get tickets for that one, I'd say, this year. Absolutely. Uh, New York Comic Con is really becoming known as the uh, the home for Gotham, um, really, of all the Comic Cons. Uh, they've been there last year and this year. Um, this time, we're going to have a number of different members of the cast, but we will definitely have Ben McKenzie and Robin Lord-Taylor, who were at, uh, at last year's panel, and we were lucky enough to meet them, actually, last year. Um, we'll also get the two new characters, uh, James Frain and Jessica Lucas, will both be appearing there. Uh, and this year, Corey Michael Smith will be joining them. Um, at the panel, so he didn't actually appear last year, but I think as his character built up over the course of uh, of season one, he's now become definitely a fan favourite and definitely one of our favourites, uh, so looking forward to seeing him. And then f- the final member that's going to be joining them is also the executive producer, John Stevens, uh, one of the other head- heads of uh, of Gotham, so really looking forward to that. Should be a really fun panel. Yeah, so at New York Comic Con on the Sunday, there will be both the panel and a screening of Gotham. Mm-hmm episode at this moment we don't know but it probably be the, the screening of the episode that will be up for the the following Monday on on the 12th of October yeah I suspect and um, so that'll be really really exciting and we can't wait to attend New York comic-con again and the Gotham panel we will be around New York comic-con if you're there tweet at us and uh, we certainly want to try and get some kind of meetup going mm-hmm. at New York comic-con for Gotham this year a few drinks after one of the days maybe the saturday or sunday we'll come back with more details on that in our next episode yeah i can't wait to get over to new york again love the city love new york comic-con and there's tons of other stuff going on not just gotham we are big tv fans as we said and um, so there is going to be a screening of supergirl which is the new show from warner brothers they're really looking forward to there's going to be lucifer which is coming out uh, january next year i believe it's kind of a mid-season uh, show so we're going to hopefully get to see that couple of months in advance of, uh, of the release which is really interesting. Yeah, there's a big um, for our Defenders TV podcast as well, there will be a big Marvel uh, event looking at Jessica Jones and obviously Daredevil Season 2 and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter That's Season right. 2 as well. So there's a big uh, Marvel presence along with a big Warner Brother DC presence and one final one that I know you're really excited about John is the, uh, the screening of the X-Files Oh, season yeah. six or season eleven or season fifteen? I can't. I can I can't remember. I'm just excited to see Mulder and Scully back on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, like I love Gillian Anderson in Hannibal. Um, I lo- remember and loved her from the X Files back in back in the day, growing mm-hmm. up in school, seeing the X Files. Loved it. All I can say is I can't wait to see that. Can't wait to see um, the Marvel stuff, and I can't wait to see Gotham. Oh, absolutely, definitely. I think with that. Um, we'd like to say thank you so much for listening remember you can check out our podcast on iTunes at gothamtvpodcast.com forward slash iTunes again on any other good podcast catcher Stitcher, Player FM, Podcast Addicts, Beyond Pod just search Gotham TV Podcast any thoughts, views, opinions about this season 2 before it kicks off, please send them in at feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com and then as the season begins to ramp up send in your thoughts of the episodes, of the season so far, 
any theories that you may have as to what's going to happen, what they're going to find down the Batcave, uh, what they might find um, in Arkham, how Babs is going to, is she going to stay naughty, is she going to get rehabilitated, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So send in your feedback. Uh, So again, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and next time that we come back is our 50th podcast, John. It that, is. Uh, yeah, we've been podcasting 50 episodes of Oof. Gotham so far. Wow. And guess what? A little surprise for you. What? We have a surprise guest coming I to join us we next do. week. Yes. Uh, looking forward to uh, to having that discussion. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we hope you do too. Um, this is really nice of, of this character to um, an actor to... Uh, oh, I've given something away. Ooh, um, for giving their, their time to speak to us about their character from mm-hmm. season one and moving into season two. Uh, one of our favourite characters Definitely. of the show. Really good arc. Uh, absolutely loved it. So, yeah, can't wait to uh, share that with, with you guys in our 50th episode, which will be um, in a week's time. That's right. And just make sure you've subscribed to the podcast in iTunes. Stitcher, Beyond Pod, etc. Uh, make sure you leave us a review if you can so that other people can find our episodes. And so if you subscribe to it there, you'll be able to pick up the episode when it comes out on the 21st of September. Um, so you'll get it just before you watch the first episode of Season 2 in the US. We'll obviously be releasing our episode reviews of Season 2 as it airs in the UK, just like we did last year, but hopefully not too far behind. And you'll have a bit of a, a, bit of a fun interview, I promise, uh, to keep you going while you're waiting for us to come back. And we'll obviously be getting some sneaky looks in on Gotham, um, both for the Monday the 12th uh, release at New York Comic Con, but also probably on Hulu as well. Whilst we're in New York, really excited about it. Um, if uh, Channel 5 in the UK hasn't yet aired the, the first release uh, episode of of Gotham in the UK and Ireland. That's right, yeah, really looking forward to that. Getting a little bit of a sneak preview ahead of, ahead of our normal UK schedule. Should be great fun. Uh, and again, thank you so much for listening and thanks for joining us. As always, this show wouldn't be anything without its listeners, so uh, make sure you send in your feedback to us, join our various groups, and uh, keep in contact with us. We'll be, we'll be back really soon. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Gotham TV podcast, do not cross Alan and Montoya.